What's up, everybody? Welcome to Words of Wisdom Podcast, where we're wild with wisdom from all walks of life. I'm Jennifer Brienne, and I serve as your podcast host to bring words, voice, language, and freedom to your world. It's Wednesday, so let's wise up and talk about communication and and instruction and their many facets in our lives. So there's a lot of different things that we can talk about right up on the cusp of talking about our vision, talking about the new year, um, how we've laid out the vision plainly, how we have goals and everything that we want to see come alive in the year of 2020. One of the things that I want to talk about is in conjunction with my last podcast. On my last podcast, if you haven't heard it, go ahead and check it out because we talked about basically casting the vision and vision talk. And um, some of the things that I think that were integral in that podcast will almost sound like a part two to today's podcast. So if this is your first time listening again, my name is Jennifer Brienne. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, catch me on all of the social media sites. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, connect with me um, on my website. I'd love to get to know you. Leave me a voicemail, an email. Let's connect. Let's do business. Let's grow and make this world a better place together because that's what I'm all about. Um, For my returning listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you all um, showing up week after week um, physically, I guess, to your own listening device and then just audiologically. Audiologically, is that a word? Well, let's just make it a word today. Like, (laughs) so (laughs) anyway, um, today what we're going to talk about is quitting. We're going to talk about the silent harasser of quitting because I recognize that in talking about vision and talking about goals and the things that we want to achieve, the things that we want to see, one of the most silent opponents, one of the biggest harassers, one of the greatest attacks on that is quitting. Um, so today I want to I want to check your language. I want to check your word choice and I want to give you a little bit of instruction around attacking quitting. So again, if you have not listened to my last podcast, go check it out so that you have a little bit more understanding of some of the things that I say today and what I mean by them. So hopefully by this point, you know, you've laid out your vision for the year. Uh, You have your vision board up. You have your goals set in place. You have some time parameters around those so you can really see progress and measure your motion toward your personal success. One of the things that damages the process is quitting every time we get ready to make a decision every time things get hard every time um some plan that we laid out or a vision that we had it doesn't look the way that we thought it was it doesn't pan out in the way that we wanted each and every step to align it does not connect um the dots aren't there or we don't know something it's easy when you have extended all of your options extended all of your effort you're out of money you're out of energy you're out of resources it is very easy to quit. It's very easy to say, you know what? Um, I tried. I'm, I'm glad that I tried. You can, you can tell yourself all of these self-motivating things to make yourself feel better about why you're at this, you know, really huge wall, this really large stopping point. You're out of creativity. You don't know who to ask. You don't have anybody else to ask. You're out of favors. And it just would seem like quitting is the decision. 
So the first thing that I want, if this is where you are, if you have some, even if it's not based on that big vision that we laid out for our year, even if it's not on one of the goals that are kind of like turning into an obstacle to moving your progression forward, even if it's a circumstance or a situation in your life, a relationship, um, something happening in your professional career, workplace, wherever this may be taking place, where quitting may be attacking your mind. Um, these are a couple of things that I want you to check. Of course, I want you to check your communication. I want you to check your language. Do you talk to or talk about quitting? This is what I mean. It's very hard and sometimes honestly really rude to label people. So we will not label people as quitters, but we will identify their actions of having quit. Whether they quit their marriage, they quit their job, they quit uh, their business plan, they quit their own vision, um, they quit on themselves, whatever they quit on, quit on loving their children, quit their church, quit their gym, quit their favorite restaurant because of a poor experience, whatever they may have quit. Look at, I mean, quit an addiction. There's a lot of things you can quit. Okay. So let's look at their life. Like, do you talk to people who quit? Do you talk to people who it is easy for them to quit, who their first result is to quit, their middle result is to try, and their ultimate desire is to quit? Like if you have quitters who you're constantly in conversation with, you are never going to get any feedback or any insight or any wisdom around that that's going to charge you to continue on. Because I'm telling you, for that big, beautiful vision that you have for this year, you are going to have some hardship. I tweeted the other day that we should endure hardship as a good soldier because when you continue forward when you press on like the dividends on the other side of that are priceless they are insurmountable and they are small in comparison to what feels so large and so huge and so impossible what feels like a mountain will be smaller than a stepping stone you won't even remember the hardships all you'll know is that you made it if and that's a really large if right here if you do not quit because Quitting does not allow you to get to that promised place. Quitting does not allow you to see the end. Quitting only allows you to be consumed and stuck right where you are with the problem or the issue that you feel is bigger than where you are. So I need you to check if you are talking to quitters because if you're talking to quitters quitters are talking back to you quitting is talking back to you quitting is harassing you and persuading you through the voices through the attention and the audience of others so if you are working on something if you are building something creating something you're trying to transform it maybe it's a relationship and you're trying to work on renewing it you have to get away from quitters it does not make sense if you are trying to work on your marriage for example and you are talking to a lot of divorced people listen we are not we are not throwing out wisdom, not at all, because that's what this podcast is all about. But at the same time, we have to take all factors considered like they quit, they stopped, right? The course of action was changed. And if you remember from last uh, podcast, I specifically um, said an acronym from Robert, Robert K. Kajowski. I think I got it better this week than I did last week. But anyway, the acronym is to follow one course until successful. 
And if you continue to follow this one course, if you're talking to quitters, they did not continue following the course until successful. Theirs would be kind of like folk you kind of like not focus. It would be follow one course until they quit, follow one course until they got tired, follow one course until they gave up, follow one course until they didn't want to anymore, follow one course until it got too hard, like whatever you want to insert, but they did not follow the course until successful. And again, just like your vision and your goals outlined for you, you define what that success looks like, looks like in in defining what success looks like. You're also defining what quitting looks like, because if your goal is to get to 100, then you've quit. If you stopped at 99.9, you quit. If you stopped at two, just like if you stopped at 99, you'll say, well, I'm almost there. I'm about finished. I can just stop. No, you quit. You stopped. So again, When we're talking about quitting, you have to recognize that I call it the silent harasser. I mean, because it's always there, right? Like, even if you are on your most motivated, most energetic, most positive, optimistic day, you aren't talking to quitters. You're only talking to go-getters. You got a team around you that's bounding with new ingenuity, creativity. They have the mind that you have about the vision. They're fired up all on deck. It almost seems like at every meeting, at every collaboration, and and even with yourself, that quitting is like the silent option on the table. And so you got to get to a place where you believe so deep down on the inside of you that quitting is not even a viable option. It's not even a considerable thought. And with that being said, we need to do a word check. We need to check your words. What words sound like quitting to you? What words sound like quitting to you? So for me, Quitting sounds like excuses. Quitting sounds like lazy. Not not typically the word lazy, but um, like lazy actions, meaning that I won't do the extra or I'll just beat the bare minimum by the required. And that's it. To me, my personal definition, that's lazy because anybody can meet the minimum requirements. Anybody can be average. So to me, that's lazy because I always want to be going above and greater and stronger. Right. So word check, word check, word check. What words sound like quitting? And the reason, another reason why you need to know what words sound like quitting for you and for your vision so that when you are talking to quitters, you can begin to identify the language. Okay. You can begin to identify words that don't sound right for you, that don't agree with your goals. Here is a prime example. If you don't know, I am in doctoral school at this stage in my life. And I am in a uh, quantitative statistical uh, stat sequence of courses right now. And I took a course with a girl last year and we both made we both did really well. We were both really proud of our uh, completion of the course with flying colors. It was not easy, but we did it. We sat in the class for the second round of this particular course. And after leaving, I looked at her and she looked at me and we knew (laughs) just by exchanging a look that This course was not going to be exactly like the last one in that it wasn't going to be the easiest. And and we knew that based on the first night. I mean, he literally hit the ground and we explained to him, look, dude, we don't even have books in yet. Um, We're waiting, you know, and he did not care. Like we had homework before the first day of class, like and he just went all the way and we were completely lost. I mean, at one point, her and I literally stopped writing. Now that now that to me is quitting because I'm a copious note taker. Right. So (laughs) we walk outside of the class and we're like, yeah, okay, we know that this is going to be one of those semesters. But I never verbalized it. 
One of the things she said to me that sounded like quitting, because remember, this is the first class of the semester, meaning we haven't taken a quiz. We haven't taken a test. No homework has nothing has been graded. So it's a clean slate for everybody. And her mentality is she states, well, I expect a high B at the minimum out of this course. That's my hope. And I just looked at her because you know what that sounded like to me? That sounded like quitting. It sounded like quitting before she even got started. You already have a negative expectation based on um, an interaction or an experience that you are going to let determine the next five months of your life, meaning that you are okay with barely getting by in a course that you don't know that you might be more than prepared to excel for, but you are not allowing yourself to have a moment of optimism optimism, a moment of positivity to just say, you know what? It doesn't sound like it's going to be easy, but I choose to win. I will not quit on myself before I even get started. And so I just looked at her. It may have been a little rude because, you know, uh, we're we're in the South. And of course, you want conversation to continue or you, you know, respond out of courtesy. But I could not come into agreement with that because that triggered something in me. I knew that when I walked into the course, no matter what he said, no matter what he taught, that I will not have a hard five months and that I will finish this course strong. And that was my determination. And so. <laughs> hearing that from her, I recognized that it was a trigger. It was an alarm, whatever you want to call it for you. That's what it set off on the inside of me because those words sounded like quitting. And again, use that, um, use that example, use my experience to teach you like, what have you quit before you even got started? What have you told yourself? Oh, that's going to take too much money. Oh, that's going to take too much time. Oh, I'm not cool enough. Oh, I don't have enough social media likes for that. Oh, I don't know the right people to get in those circles, or I don't know how to even get that started. You are quitting before you even started. And I just want you to take a look back at that vision that you wrote out. Have you quit before you even started? Like, have you quit in your mind have you quit have you turned off creativity have you turned off options and availability and um just creative genius to open doors or to see things in a new way from a new perspective quitting shuts your mind down and that's why we have to check your words because your words are indicators of what's really going on the inside of you what I knew from what she said to me was that she had no faith in what she wanted to go and do in this classroom for the rest of the semester Her heart spoke for her. The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak and her mouth spoke clearly. And my mouth did not come into agreement because I knew what was down in my heart was to do do my very best, regardless of what does or does not come across from uh, my professor, that I was going to teach myself the information the same way I did last year. So just learning from that experience, what have you even quit before you started and what words are you using on your situations, be it your relationship, your coworker relationships, uh, working with your boss, working with new team members, collaborating with someone else. If you're on the team, if you're on a, an athletic team, if whatever your unique situation may be, what words are you using and how are they verifying and affirming or condemning and causing you to quit on yourself? Because if you don't even have the language, the word choice to come into agreement with that grandiose vision you drew out, then it's just going to be a really nice 
thought in your journal or a really nice plan on the poster board or a really cute arts and crafts activity that you did in your fun time. And that's not what we need from you. We need you to be the best that you can be for this world. We need everything that the God deposited on the inside of you to wake up and to be a giant and um, a, just an amazing triumphant leader in your respective industry. And you cannot do that with always battling and being harassed by the feelings of wanting to quit. So you have to check your words. I, I believe you have to check your words because they are indicators of who you really are and what you really are and what you really believe. What are you saying? What are you saying to other people? And what are they communicating back to you? If you're getting out all of that quit, all of that confusion, all of that whatever, who is who is helping fill that um, void and that place in your heart that's releasing all of this you know, normally we talk to people that agree with us. So do you have somebody that can check you? Do you have somebody that can hold you accountable? Do you have somebody that can ask you hard questions and not not allow them to be rhetorical, nice, wonderful thoughts, but actually demand an answer and a plan and a strategy from you? Like, are you growing, right? Like, are you intentionally taking steps to make sure that you don't quit on yourself? Because do know that if you quit on yourself, you're quitting on a lot of people that are depending on you to bring forth what's out of you into this world to be a better you. Like the world needs you. It's just that urgent. And I hope that I sound urgent to you because the world needs you. We really do. And I'm, and I'm including myself because I don't know that someone listening to this right now doesn't have a key to a part of my success. Furthermore, I don't know that I don't have a key to a part of your success. But what if you don't do what it is that you need to do so my key can unlock your door? Now I'm not as successful as I can be because I can't give the same way that you wouldn't be able to receive the same way I wouldn't be able to receive from you and you give and so on and so forth. So not only are you holding yourself back, but you may be holding back those who are connected to you from even being their best, their best selves. So begin to think about the words that you use pertaining to the things that you are trying to do. I know that there's this whole social media agenda of the humble brag where if you don't know what humble brag is, basically it is a humble way of boasting in oneself. And I think that's the most simple definition. It's a humble way of boasting in oneself. And an example would be, um, you know, when people comment on a very nice selfie or a picture of somebody and they say, oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, you're so amazing. You look so nice. I love that outfit. And the humble brag would then return and say, oh, I'm just trying to get like you or, oh, I'm just trying to be like you when I grew up. Those are humble brags because you're almost positioning yourself as the center of the compliment by trying to project the attention on the other person. But nonetheless, it is a thing. But... <laughs> Even in that, are you allowing humble brag type communication to steal from the greatness that's on the inside of you or the clarity of your vision? You should not feel like you have to downplay who you are or what you're doing for anybody. For You should not in any way, shape, form or fashion feel like you have to play small. I do not care how much they don't like it, how uncomfortable it makes them feel. You have to be sure that you are verbally, mentally, emotionally emotionally protecting that vision that you are putting your hands to and the reason why is because first of all you got spirits like quitting and mentalities like quitting 
constantly harassing you as that silent harasser. Then you got all these other factors that come against that are natural opposition, just the natural course of the thing carrying out itself on top of all the other competitors and all the other things that are in the world around you. And so because there are all these other different factors, like you have to be cosmically mindful of what you're saying about the very thing that you're trying to birth. I personally have never carried a child before in my womb, right? Like I've never birthed a physical child before, but I know without a a shadow of a doubt that when I do become pregnant, I will not speak words against that child that I'm carrying. And it's the same for your vision. You should not be speaking words against that vision, whether you think it's humbly or not. Um, You should not be speaking against that. You should not be um, using words that diminish or demean the largeness, the vastness, the depth of what you're trying to create, not even in what would be considered a courteous way, because let me offer you an alternative. It's not courteous of someone to expect me to downplay who I am for their comfort, for their low self-esteem, for their lack of view of themselves. Like that's not a courtesy. You're not doing anybody in the world a justice by playing small. And as long as you play small, the game will be over and you will remain small. You will stay small. You will be small. But we don't need you to be small. There's enough small mindedness in the world. We need you to think large and big and stretch your mind and think like The word that I just keep feeling is large. You got to think larger because I believe when that spirit of quit and that silent harasser of quit is harassing you, is nagging at you, it feels like it's following you around, it's on your mind, it's you're battling back and forth with quitting or not quitting. I believe that is when you have the opportunity to decide how you're going to go about the next step. Because in that moment, if you're battling back and forth and you are um, unsure if you want to quit and you're, you're wavering, like your mind becomes smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller because your focus is becoming more narrow and more narrow and more narrow. So more creative ideas and perspectives that you could get from not quitting, you won't see because, again, your mind is being more and more captive to the idea of quitting and is shrinking more and more and more back to the place that you came from when you put yourself out there and you tried that new thing you worked on that goal you seen that vision you did something different right so you have to be sure that when you are battling quitting like look for the next step that's that's the way to break the mold to to change your course of action and I'm really kind of getting into my instruction but I just want you to know that that's a pivotal point because quitting is a process just like starting is most people don't quit all of a sudden. And a lot of people understand this example through marriage when, you know, it's said that couples don't divorce the day that they sign the papers. The divorce started in their hearts and in their minds long before litigation and lawyers and paperwork and agreements and settlements came into nullify the marriage, that the divorce started way before that. And I think excuse me, I think it's the same um, with a lot of different things, you know, Um, relationships don't just end, you know, at 
this is over or I can't do this anymore or whatever tragic breakup you've heard. The same way the relations don't just start at I do. Now, there are extreme cases on both ends, but hear me with reason. Most naturally forming relationships don't start at I do. I know that we have TV shows that, you know, three months to yes or the blind, but that is just strictly for entertainment, like out of outside of that in real life and not considering countries that have dowry systems that buy brides and blah, blah, blah. Like here in, you know, Western American culture, like we choose our partners and based on the choices we make, we are happy with that decision or not happy with that decision. But nonetheless, there is a talking courtship, dating phase, whatever you want to name it. And that leads to um, deeper levels of intimacy toward marriage, sex, family, all of those wonderful things. My point is that quitting is a process, meaning that it does not you don't you don't quit on yourself at the at the first hard thing. Now, if you quit on yourself at the first hard thing, I would I would highly suggest that you rethink starting anything else and you do some work on you because you got to have a different type of mental fortitude when you are trying to assert yourself in a world or in a market or into a job, when you are trying to push toward your dreams and work on that that goal body you have in mind, whatever the case may be, there's going to be some opposition and you have to have some a little bit of tough skin about you and a little bit of resilience, a little bit of drive that has some endurance and perseverance past obstacles because you are fooling yourself if you think that beautiful vision that you have is not going to come with some obstacles you are fooling yourself if you think it's not going to have some hardship if it's not going to have some pushback because if it was easy like like the cliche everyone would do it literally like if it was easy if it was free you know everyone would have access to it and they would mistreat it and it would not have value but that's why you should not quit because Quitting is a process, meaning that even if those thoughts that we talked about or those words that we talked about, that language that we talked about of quitting comes to your mind, you have the ability at that moment to make a decision that you're not going to give in. You are not going to be silently harassed about quitting because you have such a decision down on the inside of you that you are going to focus. You're going to follow that one course until successful. And whatever you decide successful is, if it's 100, then it's 100. It's not 99.2. It's not 50 and a half because that's halfway and I can do the other half later. It's not at 2.0. It's at 100. And you follow that course because quitting is a process. So even if you're on that process and at 37, you have your first thought of, oh, I'm tired of, oh, this is heavier. Oh, I don't like this. You decide to persevere. You decide to push through. You make a conscious decision that you are going to continue to stand. A while ago, um, I tweeted Make a decision and then stand on it. A lot of people struggle with seeing their visions coming to life and their goals, taking them step by step by step. Because first of all, they don't like making decisions. And then after they don't like making decisions because they don't want to stand on that decision. Good or bad, rain or, rain or shine, you stand on that decision. Now, that decision needs to be reviewed because we can always look back and improve ourselves. Or, you know, maybe there's an outdated system when you made a decision and there's a newer system and it needs to be reworked. That's what I'm working through right now with my podcast. So hashtag bear with me. But nonetheless, <laughs> you have to be OK with 
standing on the decision that you made. You have to be confident enough in who you are and what you know and what you're doing and what you're after that once you considered all of the factors that you need to make an informed and the best decision, stand on it. And if that decision needs to be changed, change it. For example, I am an author. And one of the decisions that I made was to switch uh, the company that printed my books. Well, in making this decision, I rock with it. However, and there is a however, it printed one of my copies well and the other of my copies, the sales diminished because I believe the cover was not how it was projected to be online and I was not pleased. Well, I stood on my decision because I made a decision to switch for the purpose of a better product because at the time of the decision being made, I was informed that that was the best decision, not being able to consider what was ahead until I had the product in my hand and now I have to sell it. Well, again, here we are. You have to move with what you know, go with what you know, with where you are, because if you don't launch into the deep, if you don't take another step, you'll never know what's on the other side. You'll never know what you don't know. And one thing that I always say is that you won't know until you go. Some stuff you can sit and research all day long. Like you guys, I'm technically a professional researcher because this is what I do. I am a researcher, so I can sit and research stuff all day long until I'm blue in the face. But there will some, there will be some aspects of what Whatever the thing is that I'm trying to do and hear this for you, some aspects of whatever the thing is that you're trying to do that you will not know until you go. You will not know until the route. And unfortunately, like we can't have all of the calculated learning experiences of the, the teacher experience ourselves until we go for ourselves. Because even if you've talked to somebody who's walked this route Their experiences will be unique to you and your experiences will be unique to your path and your journey and unique to them. So you you must be mindful that when you're thinking about quitting or the thoughts of quitting or the conversations of quitting comes from quitters, that quitting is a process. So you have to be mindful that 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 silent harasser of quitting is not pecking and egging away from you because Eventually, at over time, that that argument, that battle of quitting and you will win and you will not reap the dividends of what you wanted for what you set out for. Remember, again, the process is to get to whatever we define successful as and successful is arbitrary. It's whatever you want to see successful as. So we talked a lot about like the mentality, the mind and the language of quitting, but like what does quitting actually look like? I think we need to answer this question because a lot of people don't recognize that they have already begun the process of quitting and they need to begin the process of starting again. Okay. So Quitting looks like a loss of passion, it looks like a loss of appetite, a loss of excitement, a loss of resiliency, a loss of drive, a loss of motivation. It's becoming slow, becoming stagnant. You might even be avoidant to the thing. Um, You might even be irritable. If somebody asks you, hey, how's that book writing going? Hey, how's that business coming? You get a little indignant, a little mad that they're reminding you of this thing that you're supposed to be working on. Perhaps you don't like it, you know, perhaps you're irritable with your own and you can't even get over your angers or frustrations from some obstacles or some losses of investment that you may have taken on this journey. 
those things look like quitting because you are losing the motivators and the drivers that put you in this position to unction you on when that's all you had. Because maybe you didn't have sales to motivate you at that moment. Maybe you didn't have the affirmation of somebody in your industry or in your market that's ahead of you to give you a high five or a big brotherly or sisterly kudos that you can do this or you're doing it, stay the right path. Maybe you didn't have those affirming words from your family or your friends and they got tired of sharing your Facebook post. So now you don't get any traction at all. I don't know what that looks like for you, but I would admonish you the same way that you design, you know, so beautifully what all your goals and your vision looks like. You need to decide what quitting looks like for you because of the things that I just named, a loss of passion um, and a loss of resiliency and excitement. Those are three things that when the process of quitting is weighing on me that I don't see in myself. Okay. So again, becoming slow, becoming stagnant. I'm always quick to do things. I'm never avoiding, even if I can't put my hands on it because I'm otherwise occupied I still have my mind to it it still races my heart it still wakes me up in the middle of the night I still see things in my world that I want to put my hands to and change so I never lose sight of the vision and that is one of the main aspects of quitting that will negatively transform who you are and where you are if you have lost sight of your vision if you don't even remember what the vision was I mean we're still in the month of January so surely if you have your new year's vision just freshly written I mean ink still drying you should still know what it looks like and how you're going to carry it out and what those goals are for this month. Um, But one of the main things that I think that the silent harasser of quitting can do is to make you lose sight of your vision. If you lose sight of your why, if you lose sight of why you're doing what you're doing and and what that looks like, what even the path of success or what your goals are, it's very easy to quit on yourself because you don't even know what you're fighting for, what your aim is, what the next step needs to be, what the step, what step you're working on now, you know, what help you need with this step. There's a lot of things that go into that. So if you remember nothing else that I say pertaining to quitting, like do not ever lose sight of your vision. Okay. Last thing I want to talk about, um, are the benefits of quitting, right? Like we talk about quitting all the time, but like, what are the benefits to quitting? I mean, that almost sounds like an oxymoron to say that there are benefits to quitting, but it's actually juxtaposing like what you're going to reap as a consequence of, of quitting because you are awarding yourself, so to speak, with the ability to be in the same place that you are. As a matter of fact, you might have less resources because you've expended energy, time, your talent, your thinking, your thinking strength um, toward this matter, and you came up with nothing with it. Perhaps you're a further, a further, a little further along in knowing stuff about the process. Um, maybe you gained some knowledge, you know, that you didn't have before. A, a couple of new experiences. Maybe you made some new friends in the industry, in the business, at the at the workplace, on your job at your church at your gym wherever you know you do what you do the grocery store um you know and another benefit I feel like benefit quote unquote air quotes to quitting is that you get to say that you tried congratulations you get to say that you tried but do you know how many people in this world tried do you know how many people try I believe I read a statistic that said that 80 percent of um, entrepreneurs quit before the first five years that they're done. You know how many businesses, how many inventions and innovation and how different the world would look if even half of those entrepreneurs didn't quit. 
if they'd set a goal that they weren't going to be done within five years, how different, how different and much more amazing our world would look. So I just want to admonish you to think about those things because quitting does not look as glorious as it may seem because in fact you might be more miserable and more hurt and more mad at yourself for slowing up your progress for becoming stagnant on your own vision because now you got to create a new vision you know and you're actually like delineating a passion and something that's powerful down on the inside of you that's meant for this world and you don't want to silence that you don't want a silent harasser of quitting to silence you That's what we don't want. Okay, so think about these things. Meditate on these things. Make decisions about what I'm saying. Decide what quitting looks like for you and put that alongside your vision, because then you will know if you are teetering and tottering between walking out your goals, carrying out your goals, or if you're having too many conversations with quitting and with quitters. Hope this was everything that you guys needed. I hope that you guys will tune in, connect with me on all my social media accounts. Follow me, hit me up. I would love to talk to you, get to know you. Um, but until next time, guys, I love you all. Peace, love, and hair grease.